Hello and welcome to the Hockey Hurts Podcast for January 2nd of 2020. I'm Ryan Wilson, Penguins writer for HockeyBuzz.com. I'm Cameron Wallace from HockeyHits.com. Happy New Year. Uh, yeah. We will begin the new podcast year, much like the NHL. We're going to discuss a little bit about the, the Winter Classic. I thought it was uh, pretty good overall. Outside of one incident that I'm pretty sure everybody knows what I'm talking about with Corey Perry. Um, <clears throat> also, not the pigs. It. So, not, not the pigs. Yeah. Um, yeah. The pigs were... It was funny. Um, <laughs> it was perfect. Uh, so, there was another hit in the World Juniors that has <clears throat> drawn some conversation on Twitter that um, I, I think has merit on both sides, but I have a certain way of looking at it as i'm sure cameron does as well we'll talk about that and sadly probably what we'll talk about the most poor jake gensel gets announced as an all-star and then two hours later a few hours later uh breaks his pretty much wrecks his shoulder has surgery within the next day he's out four to six months that's problematic uh we'll have a lot to say about that um so <clears throat> to start winter classic Dallas hosting in Texas, a little 45-ish, 50-degree day. I I thought the aesthetics were really good, and, and as you mentioned, the uh, the pig races were pretty funny. It's it's great. It's it went really well. I think the only thing that uh, came out of it, it, two things in a negative light: the Corey Perry incident, which we'll get into, and the fact that it looks like the wheels are starting to fall off the Nashville Predators. But the game itself was really good fun. Yeah, and part of the problem with the Predators, at least within that game, was attached to the Corey Perry incident. They had lost one of their best players. Yeah, um, not helpful. Ryan Ellis with the uh, forearm shiver to the to his dome, and that was that for both players. They didn't see another shift uh, for vastly different reasons. Um, I guess we'll start with the Perry thing. Uh, so the NHL Winter Classic every year, it's their spotlight event. I would wager they probably get more eyeballs on that game than a lot of the Stanley Cup final games. Just because it's New Year's Day, everybody's off. It's something to watch during the day. College football still has the Rose Bowl and stuff like that. And I know there was a Alabama-Michigan game that college football people probably were interested in. But... It's not the, the football playoffs that would draw everybody in. So I think you're going to get a lot oh, okay. more casual observers than you would at any other point in the year. And, you know, people that aren't big into hockey are going to watch that Corey Perry incident and be like, what the hell? That's still a thing in this sport. <clears throat> but there is a positive. They ejected him, and his walk of shame was pretty great. And, you know... I've seen that. We've all seen that play, and then you know it sometimes doesn't even get a penalty. No, they saw it. They at least saw it on the ice, which is I think just as important as him getting suspended later on, which happens quite a bit. Players get suspended post hit, so you, you sit there and 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 glad that he's gone for the hearing, but glad that the officials saw it. Got him for the game, and I mean, it, it didn't affect the, the outcome in a negative sense for Dallas, but it, it at least 
you know, the walk, walk of shame in a game like that's brilliant. You're exactly right. It was a really long walk. Yeah. <laughs> By himself. Um, much deserved because he's played like a piece of shit for a long time. Even though immensely talented, former league MVP, all of that is also relevant, but he's he's played like a piece of crap. And the league enables people to play like pieces of crap. And much to your point about the suspensions, a lot of times you get the suspensions and with no penalty on the actual play. At least with the most eyes on the game, they got the game misconduct. They got the five-minute major, and it was very satisfying to see the Predators score twice. Yeah, it's it's interesting with the history you just reeled off of Perry because bonus. I know he's the coach. I, I understand that he's trying to defend his player, but you can't. Oh, get the there comment is, after. <laughs> yeah, you can't say oh Corey Perry doesn't try to go out there and hurt anyone. It just it just makes it. You can't. You trust. look like a doofus. Yeah. You just you sit there with it and think, no, just get there and, and, and say, it's a, it's a bad incident. He shouldn't have done it. It's unfortunate. And then move on from there. Don't try and lie to our faces like Jesus. He had a nice, earnest, truthful interview during the game where he's like trying to enjoy the moment, probably never going to be in one of these again. Uh, he's one of three coaches to coach in five decades, I believe. Oh, wow. Scotty Bowman. With Scotty Bowman and Pat Quinn, maybe? I kind of forget that he's been around for as long as he has, Bonus, because he hasn't been a head coach in so long. Correct. And you can tell he's been around a long time because of that Corey Perry comment after yeah. the game. Yeah. And the one that was, we won it for Corey Perry, treating him like he's like dying or something. Like, yeah. stop it. <laughs> he was... He made a dirty play. He got ejected. You won because your other guys were in front of 85,000 people in a great environment, and they wanted to win a freaking hockey game. I'm sure none of them gave a damn to win it for Corey Perry. They were probably pissed at him. They would never admit so, but they were probably livid. They went down 2 nothing because he was a horse's ass. Yep. That's how it works. I would have been pissed. I wouldn't have won it for Corey Perry. I'd been like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Uh, you won it in We got this wonderful... Corey. This is never coming back to Dallas within their careers, probably, right? I can't argue that. You know, even if it's in five years, a lot of those guys aren't going to be around there. Like, it was a great environment. You want the best things to happen when you're in an environment like that, and he sabotaged it. Now, part of the reason the game was good is Dallas came roaring back, and there were goals, and they won it in front of the home crowd. Um but that wasn't a given at the time. They went down 2 nothing on that major, one of which was a 5-on-3, I believe. But, you know, the, the win it for Corey Perry stuff, it's like, shut up. <laughs> Get your foot out of your ass. It's so stupid. But another successful winter classic. I think Gary Bettman talked about getting Nashville a game, really wanting to. And makes, did they sense. announce next year's in Minnesota? Yeah. Is that what they did? Yeah, but with no... Um, Opponent. Yeah. So it was a, a whole team. Chicago. Well, so the, that joke popped up everywhere on my Twitter feed yesterday. It was pretty much... It's just <laughs> going to be the Blackhawks. But surely not? I don't know. I don't know. 
Minnesota's kind of a weird team right now. I don't think anybody really cares about them. It it does. Uh, great great hockey state, great fans, but like they're just a weird. Like, they've been such a. They, they've had a few years with Boudreaux where they were good but didn't make a run. Yeah. So they never really got to play in enough playoff series to rub people the wrong way. So they're just kind of there. So I don't know who you'd put in that game. No, I know. But it's just, it's a tough one in the sense of you're trying to work out who to play. You can, I just don't think you can put the Blackhawks in it. St. Louis, I think, would be a better a, a, a better idea, but who knows? I don't, personally. I I, um, I don't have a good answer for that one. Yeah. That's... I think Dallas going back there would be funny. Come back to back. <laughs> Well, that that would be the problem, though, going back to back. But Dallas, I think, going back to where they they came from for an outdoor game would would it would have been one of the options. But again, like you just said, back to back, they ain't putting Dallas in. No, that, that's, that's the negative of it. But yes, the concept is a good one. I like that. <laughs> um, I, are there any other outdoor games this year? Off the top of my head, I haven't really been paying attention. No, to I, schedule. I I honestly don't know. Um, myself personally. Um, Sometimes they do those stadium series ones later in the year, but um, yeah, I haven't. Now, actually, admittedly, speaking of, speaking of this winter classic thing, like all the way back when Pittsburgh and and the Capitals played, and they did the whole lead up to the winter classic series. I didn't know they were doing one. Did they do one for each of these winter classics? Because they had one for this one. Uh, that one was done through HBO. Yeah, which was awesome. It was like HBO six... stopped doing them, but then, uh, what channel? It was kind of a weird. Q add on. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think they have had one every year. Right. And I'm okay. pretty sure they had one. <clears throat> Honest to God, I haven't watched one in a while. No, neither. That was the thing. I just saw that there was on. I've got. Oh wow, maybe they've done one of those for. I'm sure they're still good. Yeah, it's just that, like, quite clearly our lives have moved on and it's not our team, so I'm not really that interested in the in, inner workings of how it happens this time around. But I just thought that was good that it was still <laughs> the there. The Dallas, where the owner just comes down and calls them pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> or whoever that guy is. Nuts. So, um, I guess the other part of the Winter Classic that you mentioned earlier was the, the Predators. And... They've actually had okay goaltending most of the year from Rene, but they went back-to-back against the Penguins before about a week ago or so. Horrible goaltending from both goalies. And then um, Winter Classic give up another four. They just Goaltending's been wonky lately. It just feels like the team as a whole is wonky at the moment. And it's, it's interesting. Like, I watched the two Pittsburgh games and deliberately didn't watch the Penguins broadcast for multiple reasons. Um, I really do try to avoid it. Yeah. And I'll go to the intermission when I know Potash is on, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah. And, and so... I, I just... Yeah. It's such a bland... Uh-huh. And the and Nashville guys told, sound like they don't trust... You can hear it in the in the, the broadcast team. I don't think they trust this team at the moment. They, I, they don't know which way they're going to go. Are they going to coalesce together as a, a unit and, and be better going through this rough patch or is it all just going to fall apart on them? I don't think they know. No, but I, I also, 
you know, I follow the Penguins closely. I don't need the Penguins broadcast because they're not going to really teach me about the other team that I'm not watching all the time. So I try to do the other broadcasts that focus more on their team. I feel like I get more out of it. Also, I'm going to be honest, Steve Mears does nothing for me. I think he's just there. He is because he's following Lang. That's your problem. Like, I know that he replaced well, Staggerwald. No. I know that he replaced Staggerwald. But... Staggerwald was not good, and I did I disliked how over-the-top he was. But he, he he had a personality, and he was there. Mears is literally just... You know what just, I mean? Yeah, Mears is... I get it. No, no. He's just a robot. Yep. Yep. And Eerie's Eerie. He's not good enough to, you know, be yeah. must-watch viewing, per se. Um, that's not necessarily a criticism of what he does. It's just I'm not going to tune in to listen to him and have Robot Guy be the play-by-play. No, this is a very good know. point. So between not learning as much about the other teams, what I find a bland broadcast other than Potash, that's usually why I um, seek out when available – uh, the other broadcasts, some exceptions, uh, Bruins, I will stick with Mr. Mears and Erie. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that's just one off the top of my head. Um, but there are probably a few others out there that eh, it might just be the Bruins. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, just I can't, struggle with it. Can't do Jack Edwards. Yeah, he's, I can't either. He's, and Br- I, I, I'm fine with the, the Homer part of it, but he's not good at it. He's just abrasively dumb ignorance is bliss at times you know what i mean yeah. like he's just he's in the staggerwald category yep. yep and i didn't like him so why would i like hey another jackson from version of that? jackson from philly does a really good job i think of walking that line of being a homer and, and every local broadcast should be but having enough excitement in his voice and, and enough uh, impartiality at times to actually call what's going on the ice what's going on on the ice and then Jonesy does a pretty good job of of um, giving you some decent analysis that's not all just coloured in in Philly colours so I think that's a really good broadcast coming from a Penguins fan that quite rightfully should just be not wanting to watch them but I would prefer to watch them than the Penguins coverage I like Carolina with Forslund oh they're Dallas awesome does a good job Nashville does a very good job. Um, I used to like the Kings. I don't. I think Jim Miller stepped down though. Oh, okay, that makes a bit of a difference. Which was also difficult because that means I'd have to watch the Kings. <laughs> but he was he was that good. It didn't um, matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Yeah. He, he was really good. Um. So, yeah. Anyways, Predators. <laughs> Sorry, sidebar. Yeah, whoops. <clears throat> yeah, they're struggling. They don't uh, create a lot of offense. When I watch their power play, I just shake my head every single – the last few years. They do have talent. They have the ability to work something successful. I know they scored twice in the Winter Classic, but most times their puck movement, they really are dependent on – a guy like Forsberg slipping it through a guy's legs through the uh, the Royal Road to get it over to Duchesne for something like that. And let's be honest, that the 
the repeatability of that's not as high as some other methods. Yeah, it makes it tough working a power play. Um, I know Micah Blake McCurdy today on Twitter was talking about Peter Laviolette having a very negative impact on their ability to create offense, and it's something he's been tracking for a little bit. And you know, Laviolette's been there quite a bit, probably. Close to time to making a change. Don't know if it's a mid-year thing because of the availability. Um, just take Babcock. But, man. Oh, God. Fuck him. No, I hope he never I, gets a job again. You're right. The, mid, the mid-year thing is a problem. Who would you, who would you replace Maybe, him with? I, <laughs> my answer to this is, as soon as Minnesota lets go of Boudreaux, yeah. any team that's a contender that wants some more offense, that's the guy. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. He just—it would be great to see Boudreaux with a team that has all the horses and doesn't just run into bad luck playoff run after playoff run. A couple of those Washington teams—they get past Pittsburgh, they win the whole thing, you know. So yeah, and he's the 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 view of him as a coach has completely changed, and maybe the entire style of the NHL is different if they'd managed to win. That's an interesting point, given the copycatness of this um, league. Yeah, because you look at how Pittsburgh are winning at the moment. You know, it, it's not from out and out offense. They're not pushing. They're not pushing everything one way. It's about being responsible in your own zone, making sure you've got good gaps, and then just relying on your your, your top level talent to finish. And they're losing half their top end talent. But they did return to speed. Yeah, that's and the big quickness. one. And, I mean, I'm not <laughs> patting anybody on the back for the obvious. Like, get, give me a fucking break. They wasted two years because they went away from the obvious. And now that they're back to the obvious, even with injuries, doing pretty good. Now, having a top three goaltender in the league, Tristan Jari, and yes, I did say that, based on his performance... This year, he's been like second in uh, five-on-five save percentage, second in gold, saved above average the last time I checked, and he's in the top seven or so in high-danger save percentage. Yeah, you're going to win some games, especially when you combine it. And wouldn't you know it, they're better defensively now that they're quicker. Well, you can get to the puck, maybe. It isn't rocket science, (laughs) and that's that's why the criticism has been strong uh, to the Penguins' front office the last two years because they bailed on that, and it made no sense because they won two cups doing it the other way. I don't get it. <clears throat> Today's show is sponsored by, yep, you guessed it, The Athletic, a subscription-based sports news site for real fans. Through in-depth coverage by local writers on every team in your city, uh, and for Penguins fans, that includes Josh Joey, Jesse Marshall, Sean Gentilly, and Malcolm's personal biographer, Rob Rossi. The Athletic also has a stable of writers to make numbers digestible and relatable to what happens on the ice. The Athletic is setting a new standards for sports news. There are no ads, pop-ups, or clickbait. Just great sports writing that tells the story behind the story. Get exclusive player profiles, Rob Rossi, uh, team power rankings, and fantasy sports insights you won't find anywhere else. Each subscriber gets a personalized feed of stories, live writer Q&As, podcasts, and more. Just download the Athletic app. 
pick your favorite teams, and The Athletic will begin surfacing all the latest and greatest players and storylines that matter to you. Are you ready to get started? For 40% off your yearly subscription to The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash hockeyhurts. That's athletic.com slash hockeyhurts. Now, mine just resubscribed. So if you can go and get this and get 40% off, I would recommend you do it because 40% is quite good. And you guys don't have to deal with any conversion rates. Just remember, guys, these guys have got stories with substance. Quality, in-depth content that goes beyond the box score. Exclusive content, good analysis with advanced stats, in-depth analysis and insights. Uh, just remember they have exclu exclusive stories from their sports writers. Best thing, though, it's clutter-free. No pop-up ads. No autoplay video. You get control of what you're doing. That's pretty much all you can ask for. Just remember, guys, for 40% off for your yearly subscription to The Athletic, go to theathletic.com slash hockeyhurts. That's theathletic.com slash hockeyhurts. Don't forget the the at the end. And uh, back to regular scheduled programming. So, that's that. Um... I just want to talk a little bit about the World Juniors. Um, I haven't. I've watched a little bit of it during the day in the mornings. Uh, different random games. Watched a little bit of Canada USA. I watched uh, some Kazakhstan Slovakia. I think for a while. Uh, that is a man on holiday. Today, that is a man on holiday. Yeah. And so today, I actually missed the, the hit because it was right at the beginning of the game. I did end up watching some of the game. But Nolan Foote got ejected 53 seconds into the game. And there are a lot of people angry that he got ejected for the hit. And I do understand why they feel as though that's not worthy of an ejection. One, I think they're used to North American... NHL style rules, yep. a lot of the people. Um, and I think a big component of this is you are playing a double I HF game. You know, head contact is not allowed. And even if it's accidental, you run the risk. Now, the double I HF does have rules where it allows a little bit of leeway on the ejection, but you are throwing yourself in a gray area where they're going to ding you more often than they're not. And I'm good with that. And here's the thing. Some of the uh, counterpoints to to the points that I, I think I would be making. Well, why did he... They're, they're putting the blame on the, the Slovakian player because he had his... He was leaning, poking it, and kind of lowered himself. But what was he trying to do? He was trying point, to play the puck. What was the other no, guy but, trying to do? What was Foot trying to do? But here's the problem. I do understand, like, it's a dumb play for him to make himself vulnerable like that. He made a bad play. That's not a good hockey play. But my point is, him going and reaching and lunging the way he did, he gave himself up, he gave the puck up, and if Foot was actually looking to create body contact with the purpose of getting the puck, <clears throat> he would have adjusted he would have turned his left hip into him instead of barreling his shoulder and going through him a la David Steckel kind yeah. of. Yeah. He would have turned his, his left hip. He's a lefty. He'd turn his left hip into him, and guess what? The puck would be on his forehand, 
and he'd be facing the center of the ice to hit a trailer or, or to, to actually even start skating around the top of the circle, he would have been in a, a position to make a play with the puck. Instead, he had tunnel vision, and while I don't believe for a second he meant to hit him in the head, I, I do agree that the, the ejection was probably a little bit harsh and didn't need to happen. I think it's definitely a penalty. But I would rather the refs be wrong this way than be wrong the other way where we just breed a bunch of asshole Tom Wilsons and let them run wild. Well, the other thing on top of that, though, is that say you, you err on the side of leaving him in the game, then and you say you lose that player for the rest of the game, the, the team's going to get angry. It's just going to get chippy. It, it, it's one of the ways you can take the... In, in North American hockey, yes. I don't think so in a double IHF game, but yeah. agree. So that's probably the big thing for me. But if you watch that play, and I have put a link to this in the podcast notes, he just skates by the puck. It just goes... Yeah, the guy, the guy made a horrible play. The puck was there for yeah. the taking to make a good play on it. He... He did not care no. about it. And all of these bad hits have to do with the purpose of the hit being intent of bodily harm and not yeah. the puck. Now, again, I don't think he meant the result. I, uh, this isn't a, a Tom Wilson situation per se <laughs> at all. But, uh, I, I'm saying, though, it's completely avoidable if you have a different mentality on what your goal is going into one of these collisions. And his goal was to uh, run him over. Yeah. And I don't think it was a bang-bang play. Because if he's watching the player, he can tell by the time he's done getting around the Chevrolet sign, he's poking it, and there's no way he's making a play on that puck. No, it's gone. He put himself... He made such a terrible decision that Slovakian defensemen deserve to get the puck taken from him and be made a fool. Yeah, they see, that's the um, thing. The attitude, the attitude there is that he's exposed himself. He deserves to get his bell rung, which is not... That's that's and that's not right. What you said's right, which is he deserves to have the puck stripped from him and then a scoring chance, hopefully in in bumped, yeah. hip to hip bump, like a Sid or a Yager bumping using their ass. Well, you might have thing. completely knocked him but out he, if you used either of those two asses. <laughs> but you get oh, what absolutely. I'm saying. Like he he's he's leaning up high, the puck's low, and the guy he can't make a play. No. And they've yeah. So I I'm not going to listen to. You know, he foot did what he wanted to do, and that was run the guy over. What he didn't want to do was probably have it ride up that high, and he put himself in a spot to where a double-A HF referee and the rules that they have, he got ejected. And quite frankly, I would like those rules in the NHL. Yeah, we both would. We both know that that won't happen, but <laughs> and there would be bad and there would be bad calls, and it would cost players games. I don't think it would happen as often as people like to think so, and I think long term the players would be more thoughtful and mindful of how they engage in their one on one battles and when they physically engage another player and I think you'd have a much better product a a, a very um more skilled, high-speed product. I suppose the thing... You would still have physicality, but it wouldn't be the, the dumb kind. Um, you know, foot's play was your classic Canadian or North American, because Americans do this too. Finish your hit. Yeah. And finishing your hit is kind of um, 
something that should be gone by the wayside. Well, my, these my days. theory there is the whole finish your hit thing is that it's, I always thought it was play the puck. If you miss the puck, take the body, right? In that situation, when he was pinching down, there wasn't even a thought of the puck. It was literally just play the, play the body. And it's like, well, you're not finishing the check because you're not just taking, I, I could see it if he had control of the puck at all. Yeah. He was reaching with one yeah, was, hand. He was never going to make a yeah. play. And if, 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 if he's on the ice where he is, what's more important, finishing your check or getting a scoring chance? I just... And it was on his forehand. Yeah, that's the uh, thing. Like he could have easily spun with that puck and made a pretty cool play. It just, yeah. And the vulnerable thing, it's all the more reason to just take the puck. He, he fucked up. He's vulnerable. Take the yeah, but you see, you hear the word vulnerable, and people are like, "Well, that's an opportunity to paste him." And there's a whole I attitude mean, thing. It, to it, change. it is. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that's the right choice, and I think we should be steering away from that choice. We just have too much information on brain science now, and I think that we need to get away from that. If you want this game to be successful, um, longer term, and keeping the players healthier longer term. So, I get it. The ejection probably. A little much, um, but completely avoidable. And when you put your hand in the cookie jar, sometimes you get caught by your parents. In this case, you get caught by a double IHF referee. <laughs> they don't fuck around. No. And at a junior level too. I, I feel like they're going to be tighter on it at a junior level as well. And I do think the younger generation has been brought up a little bit differently. I think they're brought up better to avoid these things. Well, hopefully it just keeps getting better. If, if you feel like that it's it's trending in the right direction, well, hopefully it keeps trending in that direction. From the beginning of when I started coaching high school hockey over a decade ago to now, I've, I've seen a big difference in a lot of the, uh, how the players engage with each other. Um, it used to be a little bit more reckless. I think, um, I think it has shifted, at least uh, my personal viewing at that uh, younger level. So, you know, it'll continue to get better. Um, I think it's one of those situations where the players need to think, do I really want to put myself in this gray area? And their answer should be no. I'll just take the puck and do my thing instead of, uh, I think he had tunnel vision. And because of it, got zapped. And that's that. So, all right. Um, U.S. lost. One nothing to the Finns. Finnish, Finnish uh, hockey teams in in world tournaments. They they know how they to medal. play above their they play above their population. That's for sure. Um, you know, do I have strong feelings on the U.S. losing? No, they're eighteen year olds. Whatever. It's a fun tournament to watch. Don't really get too caught up with the results anymore. No. And I'll probably tune in to you know semis and finals because it's usually pretty good hockey so we'll see we'll see where it goes from there um shifting gears back across the the atlantic to pittsburgh man that jake Gensel news says <laughs> well yeah i mean that's it he's done i can't see him coming back in time for the if they got all the way to the finals to get to play never say never i, I just they'll, they'll rush him back well, that worries me even more. Um, yeah, it's just you just pray it's a clean break and that it, it heals straight. 
No. Did he break his collarbone? I thought he did. I might have misread the press release. Or was it just a separated shoulder? Might have been a separation. That would be better, I think. Yeah. Collarbones suck. You're, fu- you're fucked when that happens. <laughs> your timeline's your yeah, timeline. Yeah, pretty much. I guess well, regardless, it's four to six months. Even if the Penguins do, you know, manage to navigate through the playoffs to open that window, what the hell happens now? Jake Gensel's their best winger. Um, he's more than a product of Crosby and Malkin, as I've said. He's, he was on pace for another 40-goal year. There aren't many wingers, regardless of who they play with, that go back-to-back 40-goal years anymore. Um, I mean, you have Ovechkin, who's a given. Just trying to think with... Yeah. I don't know what they do, dude. I really don't. Like, you get Crosby back. It doesn't solve the problem that you need people to put the puck in the net. Like they're not they're not screwed for making the playoffs. It's just when you're in this stupid fucking divisional format, they're in the toughest yeah. division in the league right now. They're probably sending it, five. It feels teams. that way at the moment. And And there's a chance that you know, there's a sixth Metro team that has more points than the yeah the third Atlantic I mean, team. I think I read a tweet somewhere saying they've decided they don't that the players aren't even going to look at the playoff format, and it's like it, it, idiots. Yes, that was stupid. That was stupid. I, I, I idiots. You're absolutely All the numbers, money. I believe what um, I said. I, I don't know. I sit there and think to myself, they're getting by with, you know. Malkin being the the number one center, just put sit on Gino's wing and or vice versa, and just play it that way. Just replace Ginsel with Crosby and just do it that way. They seem to be going okay. fine in regards to producing goals. The, uh, I said seem. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> looking at their expected goals today, and um, they peaked a few weeks back. And it's understandable that they're kind of going downhill, running out of gas because of the injuries. That's legit. But but their 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 standings points are I think they're no, they're playing fine. That's not what you they're not playing bad. I don't want it to sound. Oh like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, Tristan yeah. Jari, if we're being honest. It's goaltending that's like making them crank along here. Are they giving up more high-danger chances, Um, or is it just he's saving a higher percentage of high-danger chances than what Matt Murray was? I think it's probably option... I think it's option B more so. Oh, Matt's having a bad year all around again. Yeah, they've been a good defensive team throughout the year. Uh, Murray's just having a really... uh, He's having a bad year, and, you know, he's losing a lot of money right now, that's for sure. And... You know, I'm not too concerned with his next contract at the moment. Um, we goalies are weird. <laughs> Let's keep let that let them keep <clears throat> throwing Tristan Jari out there. He's doing great. If he becomes the starter for the year, so be it. Um, you got to do it on a merit-based system, and you know, push comes to shove, take do team elected arbitration with Matt Murray. He'll get either a one or a two year deal. The Penguins will not have 
the option to decline it, I don't believe, if it's team-initiated. That keeps the term down. You still have them around. Maybe it's an anomaly. Um, you buy yourself some time before you have to make the really tough decision. Is Jari able to bounce back and and be league average or better? I I, I wouldn't. You know, <laughs> yeah. Not no, that's, that's never been your league. ask. Your ask is <laughs> always not fair average, to him. Yeah. <clears throat> but that's where he is right now. Um, so I think Jari. So, so is looking the team at it in that MVP context, so far you suggesting year? then that the Malcolm uh, and Sid need to be separated, and you try and spread the wealth. I don't see them being put together ever. He won't. He does, Mike know, Sullivan doesn't I even know, put them together I at the know, end of. I am just saying it's. Uh, I would just. Like I, to I see personally it would not games. go that way. Ah. I would separate them. <laughs> I just want to see it at the end of the fucking period once in a while. Fair Let's start fair there. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> like, give me a fucking break. Um. So, lines when Sid gets back. Interesting. I was trying to go through it today. None of the options are really awesome. Obviously, you can't replace Gensel. Uh, he's he's that no. good, in my opinion. Um, it's not next guy up. Alex Galchenyuk is not next guy up uh, to replace Gensel production. Um, but he's going to have another, you know, appearance with Malkin. You know, maybe he scored a few goals in the last few games. Um, he's going to get another look before Fine, Rutherford yeah. finally says, you know, all right, you're you're another one of these less than a year and gone guys. Um, if he feels like he needs to get a left-handed defenseman or something like that. So um, I guess it depends on what you want to do with Jared McCann. Is he staying at center or are you putting him with Crosby? Because those are really the two. That's really the biggest choice you have to make before you start to compose the lines, at least. I look at this a little bit differently. So are we classing this as when are we classing this as when Crosby's back? Okay. So because he's he's still a couple of games away, right? Like he's probably a couple. Yes, Crosby's back. I think he's probably close, ready to go. I think it's the schedule, practicing and getting contacted. Yeah. I bet he could play. Yes, the, the, they will be playing yeah, okay. in an hour and a half. I think he could play. Too, yeah, no, no, that's really. literally the thing. It's like he's, he's you know he's what pra- I mean. Yeah, but but the holiday schedule, they're practicing. It was really weird though. They practiced New Year's Day and he skated on his own yeah. instead of with the team, which yeah. I thought was so. Weird. So, so maybe uh, maybe he is a little further away than I thought. Oh, I had really? him packed okay. for Saturday, coming back. I. I think I, I, that I might be wrong. They would probably they should probably go back to what they had. I think put Simone with Crosby, and then Hornquist, and then go Galchenyuk, Malkin, okay, and Rust. Okay, that's what they. That I that's probably how I would with roll with it because. Simone just got lost in the lineup because he was obviously wasn't playing with Crosby, and Crosby can get production out of Simone, and that's kind of important. No, but 
well, obviously no, things no happen goals, when the, yes. they, they play well together and they do help set up the, the third option on that line quite well when they play together. So I don't care whether he's getting uh, primary or secondary assists. Sorry, Micah. Um, but it just means that Simone's getting some production and helping, you know, goals be created. And that's something that as he's gone down the lineup when Crosby went out, he just vanished from being able to do any of that, really. So putting him back there would be handy. I think keeping Russ with Malcolm would be wise, but... I, I think that's one of the few... Yeah, and then... and For sure it, things And then I you have. just pray that Galchenyuk... In this lineup. ...gets something <laughs> right at some point with Malkin, and, and that it works. And then... <laughs> Well, you know what I mean. It's something so right, you frust- bum. He's so frustrating to watch. He though. scored a few in the last few games. He gets games. pushed off the puck so easy at some points, and then other times he'll fight through a check and keep the puck, and you go, okay, so what was wrong with the other one? There's no consistency. <laughs> if you if you talk to any yeah. Habs fans on Twitter, or Habs people that cover them, just, it, it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and that's that's the nature of what he is. And usually there's more offensive production yeah, that's come along for the yeah, ride okay. than it's what just it's Pittsburgh's interesting gotten. seeing it. It is interesting um, watching. But him yes, play it is the frustrating. You see, him, you see him back check sometimes, and you go, "All right, so what's the complaint?" And then there are other times where you just watch him cruising by, and you're like, "Okay, I'm starting to see why Montreal fans got jack of him. I can see why um, Coyotes fans started to get jack of him. I get it. Like I can kind of see where the frustration comes from." Not attached to him because he's he's a UFA, so it's not something I'm completely worried about. But in a year where your best winger has just gone down, he needs to get his finger out of his ass and needs to start doing some shit. <laughs> and I uh, I pissed a lot of people off with my Kessel comment on Twitter. And you know what? I the the common retort was he only has two even strength goals this year. Yeah, I'm aware of that. I actually broke it down when he came back to Pittsburgh. Really? He's shooting like 1% at even strength. So that's going to regress. Also, his quality of teammates not as good. No, I don't believe for a second yeah. he'd be that low. I, I suppose it's the thing for me with, with, with Galchenyuk that's that's baffling to me. He quite clearly has offensive skill. There's no one, no one's questioning that. How... How yeah, how that shot hasn't converted Good into shot. more goals playing next to, to Malkin and Crosby for the little amount of time that it happened, it, it's just baffling. So is it that he's just not working to get to the spots where the, the better shots are... I, I understand that, and being Some bitten of by a, a, non, uh, a non-warped spider does not help your cause. So I can't... <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, was, I do have to put that asterisk on, on this complete rant, but... Yeah, but he was always a poor man's Kessel, and yeah. what you're getting I is mean, poor man's you know, Kessel results. And, and the other, the, I I agree. The real the real Kessel's not having a terrific year in Arizona. I don't think he has the same year in Pittsburgh, and that's why I made the comment. You know, you traded for poor man's Kessel, and now you're getting those results, and now Gensel's down, and now you're looking around the roster where the goal's going to come from, uh, and it's not as easy to thing... find them. The other Without thing a that sucks is that the just the truth. remonstrations with Malkin are gone as well. So that's the other disappointing thing. So when things were going bad, you could at least laugh at Gino and Kessel yelling at each other on the bench. That's gone now as well. So, 
Um, there is no castle, um, but here here was my um, line of thought. Two ways you can do the lines. One, you're putting all your best goal scorers up in the top six to try and generate as many goals, and you would still have at least one line. So here's the one line I'm keeping together because I don't think I don't think Sullivan will break it up right now. Yeah, and that's the Aston Reese Bluger Tanev line. They've played about 200 minutes together, and they're at 58% expected yeah. goals. So they don't really need to score if you're loading up the other two lines. They just and I have to been keep doing in. that. Yeah. And for 200 minutes, that's a sample I'm comfortable with saying, okay, be the third line and do that thing. My first line, McCann, Crosby, Hornquist. Again, not a fan of... You know, I know Crosby's probably not a fan of Hornquist <laughs> playing with him at this stage. It probably frustrates him at times. But Hornquist is a goal scorer. McCann, quick in a goal scorer. Um, yeah. McCann has shown success with Sid, so has Hornquist. I mean, most players do. I'm, I don't think I'm saying anything uh, crazy with that one. But, you know, Sid's got to make it happen. Sorry, Sid. Hensel's <laughs> not around. Nobody gets it. Not even Malcolm. Yeah, I'll give so it you, gotta, you gotta make do. Um, you're already gonna get Latang, so don't cry me a river. And I know I'm being tough on Sid, but let's be honest, they cater to him with his quality of teammate more than the other players. And it's fine, because you get great production, but um, Second line, Dominic Cahoon, Malkin, and Rust. I think Malkin deserves to have somebody with um, a little bit of hands. I think Dominic Cahoon, after his like really slow, unnoticeable He's, start, has done some nice yeah. things. He's shown the ability to make some plays. It's been uh, sneaky good, so he deserves that spot. Leave the Czar, Bluger, Tanev thing. And then you got a mishmash on the fourth line. Galchenyuk, Simone, Centering, Lafferty, whatever. That's what you're left with. When a guy like Gensel goes down, no. they're not all going to look. This, the, the re- McCann can do a lot of stuff on his own. Well, I'll rephrase that. Can do stuff on his own substantially more yes. than Dominic Simone can. So. Correct. And yeah, needs that's, that if Horn yeah, that's the legit argument. He needs the help that. That landed. Sid needs help. Hornquist isn't going to do shit yeah. for transition. And so I, will, this thing, I think can, Simone can help with transition. He he can, but I think McCann's a little bit stronger, a little bit quicker, more north south, more of a Chris Kunitz no, type. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, not really comparing the two, but do you yeah, get no, what I'm saying? Simone's a little east west. I think Sid needs a little bit more help because Hornquist is neither. East, west, nor north, south. He's just the black hole. He's just <laughs> plodding along. <laughs> He's not quite it's a black hole well, in, yeah. in certain areas of the ice. Uh, yep. But Sid needs Sid no, no, needs that's help, fine. and I think McCann gives him that help. Now, that that is if I'm loading up and I need to score a goal, kind of thing. Just load up the top six with the goal scorers. If you want to have a little bit more balance. Um, Cahoon, Crosby, Hornquist, same idea. Yeah. Cahoon has some hands, can help a little bit. 
Um, this is because I'm putting McCann back at center. Um, Galchenyuk would then go to the Malkin and Rust line. Now, you could put right. Simone there if you really wanted to. Um, I just don't I'm think Geno Simone, Simone with McCann think the same way. I just don't think it works. Yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. That's why I put Galchenyuk there with Rust. Simone, McCann, Lafferty. Um, and then the Czar Bluger Tanev thing. Again, you know, probably going to have to get a trade here to to get things looking a little bit better. Um, oh, God, did you know Brandon Sods from Jesus. Pittsburgh? <laughs> no, but yeah. I, he, I, I, I see his name. He's playing good. If they want to move him, I think, you know, all that nonsense aside from yesteryear, he would be a left-wing option that is among the better ones with some term. Did, I, so they've still deal. got Bukestad sitting on IR, right? Now, I know you... No, no, but this I is totally forgot about him, to, to be to honest. Is that... Do, do you see management and the coaching staff going, Bukestad's going to be able to keep us afloat in some of the areas that we're going to lack because he's not you're not going to replace Gensel goal scoring with Bukestad quite clearly that's not the point that I'm trying to make you... alright if Bukestad wants to play third line center and leave McCann with Crosby that's fine if you want to take Hornquist off the Crosby line and right. try Bukestad on the right wing doesn't solve the that's something you could do somebody that you can rely on to score you a goal every no, Correct, he's right? a forty so goal scorer that just disappeared. No, but he's a very good five on five player, and yeah. he and he does so put up this good is offense. Where you've at five got to get five. there and work out to yourself because this this year and next year of Bugstad, like what are the assets you're going to be? Yeah, I understand. Nah, I, that. I, I think the what are the assets to, him, to be you, Like I'm saying. Bukestad has to be an asset that you, yeah, like you have, what are you going to be able to give away to get back in, to fit everything into the cap? First round pick, Kalen Addison. Yeah. Nate Laguerre, Sam Poulin. Well, and you're going to have to. I mean, that's what you're talking about here. Well, this and is you know thing. what? You can't sort Fuck of get it. There and... Who cares? I don't know why people are so attached to the, to those assets. No offense yeah, to them yeah. as players or, or their futures in the league, yeah. but they're not going to help the Penguins yeah. when they need the help, and when they're supposed to be good. Nate Laguerre and Sam Poulin, to make it to the NHL and contribute in time, it's going to be a hell of a uh, an ascension. Kalen Addison, you know, didn't really have a great camp, I guess, and... You know, those are small samples. I don't want to really bury him too much. But, you know, his offense has not increased in the WHL that's a now risk, that he's yeah. older. It's kind of plateaued. No. And to me, that's a, that's not a good sign. Um, he, when you get older and you're an offensive defenseman, or let's be honest, any defenseman, any player, your points per game should be going up <laughs> as you get older and you can beat up yeah. on some of the younger guys. He's, he's the overage guy. I don't. I don't mean overage, per se. But yeah. you, you, it's. I believe his third year on the team. There's got to be a better offensive pulse there for it to translate to the next level. 
And if that's no, what it takes to trade for a guy like Sam, you got to try and shit these, all of this under the cap. And and with John Marino's yeah. emergence, yeah. you got a little bit of house See money. See you later, Jack. John Marino changes a lot. So Kevin Stevens or whoever scouted him really, really helped the Penguins out quite a bit with that one. Because him playing well, adios Schultz and your next shitty contract yeah. that whoever signs it is going to regret, like, right away yep absolutely um you know what i mean so there are some good potential avenues to go down here um just unfortunate i i like watching jake Ensel play i love how cerebral he is i love his positioning and there's something to be said about goal scoring talent some guys are just natural at it and he is and that's from shooting deking tipping he comes at you a cornucopia of different ways to to score goals and it's kind of a bummer not having him in the lineup just you know as a fan that wants to watch um players do cool just a things shame. just a sh- no that would have been fun it does that save us from the crosby malkin that argument would have been for weeks worth of episodes, dude. I, i'd rather have that argument But we'll see. There's, um, you know, guys like Tyler Toffoli. I wonder if dun, 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 Ilya Kovalchuk's name pops that would up be the again, only way I... making a league minimum just, kind of it's thing. It's the cap space that they've got to try and find. If they get desperate enough. Yeah, but I think that is I I think that is what he's looking at, though. I don't think he's looking to make wow. a lot of money with that. Yeah. I'm not saying I, it's the right fit or they should do it. it. I'm just saying... If push comes to up, shove, that's fine. Left side power play yeah, guy. Um, yep. Yeah, you don't owe nothing to him. You can just bench his ass. Nope. Nope. That's pretty much on the money. That was probably a little strongly worded, but. <laughs> uh, Tyler Toffoli, as I mentioned. Uh, Chris Kreider probably cost a pretty penny for a rental. That's probably one I... Yeah. I think we, he would obviously fit in great with the team. Speed, tenacity, fit in style-wise. But probably not going to want to give him his next contract. Probably not going to want to give up within the division to the Rangers what you're going to need to give up. Yeah, now the, the logic yeah, behind yeah. that so I always find don't really know interesting. how realistic because that one is. Like the rain. Oh, I don't care that the assets go within the division. Oh, I think just think just... the cost would yeah, be higher to get the player. It might that might be stupid, but I do think the Rangers. I just think that's dumb. Whole yeah, no, I, I get it. I... it that, yes, and that was sort of where it, I was. It may like, be dumb, but I think still it's a thing, still a thing, as John Oliver would say. Um... <laughs> Like, let's say Kreider is a king. I think the Penguins probably can get him from the Kings cheaper than from the Rangers, is all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. But, but again, got to live in their reality. So, So, you know, uh, Sharks tonight. um, You know, by the time you listen to this, the game's over. But, you know... Sharks have gotten league-worst goaltending again, and 
their expected goals is not second best in the league anymore. It is now sixth worst. So combine those two, and it looks unfortunately like Joe Thornton's last season might be playoff free, which is kind of disappointing. They had a good run at it. Uh, they got lucky with the the Vegas thing last year. We'll I thought they sideways. could make a run, but they, they just the aging cliff uh, for a couple of players in goaltending. Couldn't make it happen. And and this year has been rough. So nuts. Um, yeah. So that's oh, that. just quickly for anybody that is listening in Australia who's on the east coast of New South Wales and in Victoria and South Gippsland, please be safe. Get to your ABC. Listen to the radio. Work out what all the emergency calls are, and make sure you get out when requested. There's 24 people missing in Victoria alone now, so just be safe with all the bushfires, please. It's incredible to, uh, you know, obviously even from a very far distance, just to see the devastation. Um, it's nuts because once it's fire goes, yeah, dry areas it's like it's not going to stop. <laughs> and it's not, and it's very scary. I think I think we've uh, it happens in I California quite a bit, but I do not think it's to this extent. Basically, I think the amount of land, so it's not great, and it's an interesting case. Yes, study absolutely. In emergency preparation and mitigation. Unfortunately, well. From the United States, I pass along, um, stay safe and, you know, do what Cam said. You got to you gotta follow the professionals when they request because it, fire's not going to stop. And, man, it's been devastating and disappointing to, to see um, not just that, but not all great. of the... It's not great. ...kind of weather-related <laughs> shit. It sucks. Uh, I know it's a bit of a bummer of a thing to finish up with, but yeah, so... Good luck. Stay safe. See you next week, guys. Um, and we will close there. So, see ya.